Welcome to the Lesbo and the Bean universe. Lesbo and the Bean. L-A-T-B. Lat-B. Where mixed martial arts and the UFC get silly. Big silly. Buckle up and move your tray tables to their upright position. And please, somebody shut that baby up. It's time for Lesbo and the Bean. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 166. Here we go. Another one going down. We have a pay-per-view main event breakdown to do. But before all that, uh, I'm so glad here at Lat B we broke this show into two parts. Because literally as soon as we uploaded our last show, John Jones, John Jones, John Jones, <laughs> again, letting us down. But the UFC's working with him, working with him. And they're moving an entire card, unprecedented, the week before. We've had it happen the day before with our first inaugural fight ever, but now with an established organization that it is to move from zero tax for the fighters to 30% in California, out of Inglewood, California, we're going to get UFC 223. If you're living under a rock, you ain't listening here. You know how conspiratorial we are too. This is like, what in the hell? Unbelievable. We've never seen this. And for our fans ahead of time, this is the second take at the show. (laughs) One day, the first take will be on a blooper reel or on something for you guys. Um, Whatever, it doesn't matter. But this beginning is way better already. Good, 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 good. (laughs) It's definitely working out. John Jones. John Jones, DC has had a quite a bit to say because uh, officially what's happened, John Jones tested positive for Tyranaball, Tyanaball, T-ball for the second time. This is what he popped for in 2017, which uh, again, you fool me once, uh, you can't fool me again. But um, again, the UFC working with the fighter, moving the entire card, 13 bouts over to California. The interesting things that have happened since this week Many undercard fighters, including Amanda Nunez and Christiana Cyborg, are like, okay, because being a part of John Jones on a pay-per-view, you're getting paid an exposure that you wouldn't. And a kind of byproduct that has happened since this these controversial things happening is John Jones is more famous now than he ever was since the last time he had a pregnant lady. Like, people that didn't know about this fight now know, what? There's some guy that popped on steroids and they're still letting him fight? It's breaking into the boundary of just uh, drama, TMZ for your mama stuff. This is getting front page news on all sorts of other outlets. But uh, how do you feel about these underdog fi- undercard fighters, better I say, that are now having to get charged 30% in-state tax for fighting in California and have no say because they've been waiting six months for a fight. They haven't gotten paid in that time. Or some fighters wouldn't take it. There's something so shady about this that's bigger than a John Jones drug test. Dana says that in Vegas they were like going to make six million or something, but in their only stand to make like one point five gate in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and then the fighter or the I'm sorry the audience people uh, like if you and I got tickets to go to this fight we. If we already had tickets in Vegas, there's a few hour window that we get precedence to buy tickets in Los Angeles um, that nobody else gets um, the chance to buy tickets. 
cheapest tickets are over five hundred dollars. Not only, and I don't know if that's normal for a UFC fight of this caliber for the cheapest tickets to be that expensive. But it's, I think, it's a significantly smaller place. Agreed. Who? What favor is this filling? This is such a weird thing to me. Well, like, was John Jones about to be killed from a gambling debt, and this is how he has to repay his debt, or was Dana, or was this is like such next level? I agree. Like I, so much money. This costs so much money for John Jones to fight. Who cares? Take that motherfucker out. Who cares? We got a big fight with Cyborg and Amanda. What about the end of the year to squeeze this into twelve twenty nine was so important. The interesting thing is Jeff Nowinski and Dana White have had a press conference with the media talking about the specifics of John Jones' case and why they're willing to move it to California, because California Athletic Commission is willing to upstand that the USADA does acknowledge that John Jones popped for Tyranniball again, but they feel like it is, the iconic saying was, uh, salt, a teaspoon of salt in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Now they're saying it's a grain of sand cut 5,000 times. That's the amount of level that, uh, USADA is able to identify. So if anything, don't those. Don't, those that's how he explained it away. I understand. I think it, that those are tactics that you can use on whoever, like the assholes who believe the news. Like tell the people who are hypnotized by that to tell me something. You got to tell me something different. I agree, and I think Joey Diaz on Joe Rogan this broke is it down. A good point. Say, immediately, uh, Joey Diaz saying he was a former felon who has had had to take piss tests, and they can trace through stuff back in the seventies a few months beforehand so he understands the system and the only question you have to have is did john jones pop on any test before this no joe rogan <laughs> you can hear the edible diffusing into his joe body rogan. as he speaks listen to, listen to me joe rogan did he have this in any of his other tests in between and now he has it in his test that means he took it again, Joe Rogan! He fucking did it again, Joe Rogan! He did it again, he Joe, Rogan. Good, Joe Rogan! He eats those gummy bears, Joe Rogan. He knows gummies. <laughs> you know those baseball players. He knows gummies. I don't fuck with those gummies anymore, <laughs> Joe Rogan. They're gonna kill me. They're gonna kill me, Joe Rogan! <laughs> so, definitely, I feel like the layman's, the most newest of fans, can easily see that there's all sorts of fuckery going around. And the fact that UFC is willing to bend over backwards in this new WME age um, is really something to say of what's come to come ahead. I mean, UFC and WME have already talked about how the USADA, WADA, Yamama, NADA, all those commissions are going to kind of be put in the back of the row or back of the line as far as what they care about. And this is a big step towards that, but... This is they're playing UFC's playing with fire. I mean, they're opening up themselves for lawsuits. This is this is my asthma boy Brock Lesnar Mark Hunt lawsuit type of. I'm just putting on my conspiracy hat and just I'm gonna just pull this, unpack this. All right, all right, let's go. One is part of it, it. They owe something to their Fox contract for one more big fight before the end of the year. So they don't balk on anything that if this card doesn't run through with a caliber or a certain watch number, and it has to be a pay-per-view, I bet to like somewhere it's an agreement past 
Could it have anything to do with the Fox contract of getting out of it before moving to ESPN? Could it have anything to do with um, mafia ties? The state taxes are a really big thing. Why California all of a sudden, which isn't California also the one that wasn't John Jones suspended for like two years in California? From California <laughs> for this like that longer, test. The which, test that they refer to initially in 2017 yeah. was from a California state Athmet athletic commission ruling which means he wouldn't be eligible until 2019 because it was two years so it's weird i just thought oh well they're not going to fight in california i just figured that's why they were doing it in vegas and tom lawler got a two-year suspension and fired right before it was up the preferentiality that it shows towards fighters of why leslie smith underdog for life has been talking about for these reasons alone if you're not winning whatever that means you're not getting the UFC behind you. And if you are winning, then they're willing to change an entire fight card. Do you think Amanda Nunes versus Cristiano Cyborg would have been able to headline this pay-per-view and actually make it worthwhile for the UFC? Here's the other thing I was thinking that was conspiratorial, but whatever. All right. Is there any chance, because Amanda Nunes... Nunez and and Chris Cyborg are probably the one and two biggest female stars in Brazil. And we know how important the Brazilian audience is for the UFC. Um, is there any possibility that they don't want Chris Cyborg to headline this card and it get 400 or 500,000 views because her contract is up after this fight? And same might be said for Amanda Nunes. And friggin' if Amanda Nunes isn't smart enough to know it, her fucking wife is, and or girlfriend or partner wife, or whatever wife. wife. Her wife is smart enough to know uh, that what her worth is. And both those women, they could have a lot of weight. And I I think you don't want them to be up for contract and know that all of a sudden they're pulling. Your third most behind Conor McGregor and John Jones in the UFC. You know what I mean? I, and I think Chris could have that kind of weight. Everyone knows her in the fight community. Look how uh, Gabby Garcia, she's so valuable over in Asia and out in Japan. So you were telling me Chris Cyborg wouldn't be that valuable? You are telling me Chris Cyborg wouldn't be that valuable out there? I think you have a very, very good point. Um, or Amanda Nunes for that matter. Agreed. And the thing that I feel like the UFC's completely fallen flat on regardless is Amanda Nunes is a 135-time champion, right? Yes. Moving up the challenge for the 145. This is TJ Dillashaw in reverse. Cooler. She's stepping right? up. She's stepping up. It's like And they're GSP just not level. even talking about it. And it's like, no, this is a champion trying to get that double belt. And it ain't easy peasy. She's stepping up and she's fighting Cyborg. Chris Cyborg. And she's she has a real shot. Said, I'll, try, I'll take that okay, fight. Okay, I'll take Well, it took a little coercion. She wasn't. She called her she out. Re oh, never mind. Mata Leon. Mata Leon. I mean Leon herself. Yeah, the lioness called her out. The lioness. Um, so. So it, it would have been a lot, but, you know, we were just talking about the prelims earlier and how big Andre Arlovsky versus Walt Harris. Megan, 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 which I called her Megan sometimes in Australians. I know, I'm sorry. Megan Anderson um, versus Kat. Zingano, um, their fight could be moved to the main card. Uh, Peter Yan versus Douglas uh, Andrada could be moved to the main card. BJ Penn, Ryan Hall could be moved to the main card. Like, these are all big enough names that to just be, if you just have, yes, it's not John Jones. They shouldn't be the headline. 
They shouldn't be the headline, but you already got a five-round belt that's up. Is it as big as John Jones? No, but I'm kind of over John Jones in that same way McGregor. I'm an MMA fan enough. I don't need them on every fight to be stoked. I agree. This is That's what makes this so interesting about how they're willing to just potentially screw up so many fighters in the transition because they also have coaches, family, staff. That family that traveled all the way from other countries to get here and they have hotels in Las Vegas, not California. Now they have to book a hotel, a whole other charge. Do you think those other hotels care? No, they're going to want to keep their money. Uh, some fighters don't make that much money. Just weird, weird, weird. But uh, interesting factor of all that takes in a effect. And we do have to put it into our They got to do something, Joe Rogan. Maybe Uber can do something. They got to do something that ain't right. So UFC is a officially come out and uh, told that they will provide transportation for fighters um, starting Ugh, that seems the like whole Hurricane time. Katrina. Exactly. That seems Regardless, like a nightmare. It's such it a just headache. seems like I don't trust it. Not only all that, you've already started a weight cut. And now you have to take three to four hours out of your day, which could be make it or break it for you. So I think that the weigh-ins are pivotal here. you got to watch the weigh-ins. On fighters, Friday night. Certain fighters went there two weeks ahead of time to get acclimated. And now they're driving and four they, hours through the desert. And they say it's not a big deal. I've done that drive many a times. It could it, be an eight-hour drive all of a it sudden. It could be, but if you're from somewhere you don't know, I mean, <clears throat> or they're flying all the way around. We into Los stay Angeles. Into it. This is Trying to get funky. hotel. There is definitely some other... Backdoor stuff that's going on that we're gonna find out ten years from now. Like, oh, remember when that happened with John Jones? This I like is to call it FAF, fuckery afoot. There Agreed. is fuckery afoot. Hashtag FAF. So, are you still gonna watch? I know there's been a big contingency of Twitter fans trying to boycott this pay per view. You know how we do here at Lab B, streaming live. Look at you guys. You know how self righteous I am. I would love to boycott, but I for I run a podcast that is based around <laughs> MMA. <laughs> it doesn't do me any good to um, not come at you with the information. So just for you guys, I will be watching. Definitely. It, and the, fuck John Jones. I'm not supposed to watch the two best woman fighters in the world fight each other. Fuck John Jones. Sorry. I don't even give a shit. Will I turn off at John Jones? No. Not a bit. Because why should Gus... Gus trained. I want to see now if Gus can beat that ass. And Gus is openly like, okay, he's on rocket juice. Let's go. Love it, Gus. Of course. But, I mean, everybody's put in a hard situation because people have been waiting for this paycheck for a long time. And they're about to get it taken away. Brian Boom Kelleher (laughs) tweeting saying, hey, what if we all decided to say no and not have the fight? Well, the pay-per-view would be pulled, but... That's not going to happen because he even said so himself in a later post. Like, He's fighters the first ain't going to do it. <laughs> he better be careful. Boom Kelleher, Leslie Smith will teach you something. I should be on the other side of that. I should say, let's go, Boom. We need to get like a union in here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they'll eat themselves. People will jump ship. People will, it's, it'll be the new model is that you're in the UFC for blank time and then you go somewhere else. And then one of those other organizations will eventually have enough meat that they eat the UFC. UFC isn't doing itself any favors in this really short time frame, especially ending out the year, which most uh, shows, most media tends to round out the year. This is going to be the last taste they leave in the mouth of fans. This is just John Jones doing John Jones. Uh, Like a tiger. Go the tiger. Did I hear last podcast? He's back? Because that's 100% right. 
100% spot on. This is John Jones back to his nefarious same ways. John Jones wants to be the hero, but he's the villain. Is he the greatest ever if he's been dirty the entire time? Yes. Everybody's on steroids. Diaz brothers, I la quote Diaz brothers, everybody's on steroids. This proves it more and more. The more it's I always John look, Jones that we say it about. Everybody's on steroids. I do not. I, I th that the more I've seen, the more it's more true. There's very few fighters I would think are on. Brian Ortega, T City. He's on steroids. Look well, at his body. He has T in his name. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> T City. T City. All right. I feel like have we been teasing enough? The pay per view main event. I think Max clean. I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. BJ Penn's clean. I don't know about that one. I feel like he's popped maybe once or twice. Back when everybody in the whole UFC Everybody's popped. on steroids. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everybody is on steroids. I do not care. The more and more I see, even the people that used to... John Finch, even though he's not in the organization, he used to be a big proponent against it, but he's popped that his new home a few times already so everybody i think a perfect way to roll into the opening fight for the main card is ufc 232 main card right now we still have john jones and it was funny because after the last show we listened to and we want you guys if you want to listen back to the lap bees and make your own categories whatever if you want us to put up the categories ahead of time, nah, well, you can listen to the show and write them down or agree <laughs> or disagree, whatever. Um, but last year, my biggest disappointment was John Jones. And I said to you while we were listening to the Latby Awards, oh, I hope it's not John Jones again. And you said, there's still time. He's back, baby. And he so, is oh back. Oh my gosh. John Jones, a year ago, we were saying these exact same things. And funny how history repeats itself. Cyclical time frame. But he pops again. Two more years go by. End of the year, he does another fight. Isn't that the exact same thing that happens with Brock Lesnar? The exact same. Two years pops, then he does another fight. Dun, 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 like, ugh. What a time of year we have. What a fun time of year. Latby's coming soon at ya. But before all that, like and subscribe. Twitter, Instagram, le Facebook. The breakdown goes on. The underdogs keep coming through. We got money to make. This has been a high-profile betting bout so far. I've been consulting with Evil Twin a little bit. And that D De Silva hint we were saying that that's going to be a close fight. Evil Twin, which, ugh. He kind of is in the same boat. Actually, he's taken a stab at DeAndraj, but uh, I don't feel like my fights have changed, even though I do have to take into consideration that these fighters, and I am watching on social media, what they're doing to try to help uh, the move go easier from Las Vegas to Nevada. Have you picked up anything on those previous fights before we get into the five card main uh, event. I almost could go back through all of them and I have gone back and forth I feel good about Brian Kelleher I think he's going to withstand a lot of I think he's going to have the better gas tank and withstand a lot of the beating um Bad Azara yeah Bad Azara um, I feel okay about that um I've gone actually back and forth a little bit uh Uriah Hall I actually switched back and forth. I'm back on Lewis again. That fight, and I agree. 
Such a fun pay-per-view. Listen back to the previous show to get all those hints and tips. Follow us on our Twitter. Do you agree with yourself on the last show? That's what I'm saying. It's like I, we're do, go back I do. I do. I agree with myself. I, I've already listened to the last show because I like to critique myself as best as I can. And I'm just like, no, I still stand behind those methods of victory for those fighters. Arlovsky being an underdog still. Evil twin, call me crazy. He's all over Wild Harris, but he's evil for a reason. So, on to the five Did you Do you have Ryan Hall or BJ Penn? I have Ryan Hall via submission round number two still. I feel like I could have Ryan Hall as well, but I think um, leg kicks. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? I don't think so. So I can go back and forth on so many of the fights. It's like my heart wants one and my head wants the other. Agreed. Stick around on those Twitter feeds usually if we end up having a change of hearts. But what we're going to stick with here is Chad Mendes versus Alexander Volkanovsky. This is such a fight of the year potential as well. I know we had a couple earlier on in the week and this is right up there. Perfect stylistic matchup. Two hobbits going at it. Volkanovsky's been getting ready for over two months saying that exact same thing himself. They're both the same size. Volkanovski being 18 and 1, having a perfect UFC record coming in against the perennial top five contender, 18 and 4, Chad Money Mendez. Money Mendez having a little bit of that experience with the steroids in California. Do you think that benefits him now that uh he's in Cali feeling good, being like John Jones is good? Dude, Uriah, give me that juice. Well, that's where it gets so deep where Uriah favor by the way. A whole nother talk about if the UFC lets certain guys get away with this a la John Jones a la Brock Lesnar a la does it become Uriah Hall or Uriah Faber and all of Alpha Male are they because they play ball and he was young and famous and drove the California scene and the kids liked him was he allowed to get away with stuff that maybe Dominic Cruz wasn't oh yes you know what I mean? There just becomes a lot of questions about the people that, you know, we've talked about it a lot on this show with, like, certain countries they fight in and whatever. But it really just adds to that. Like, it's just... De- it's, it proves how... It's glaring. How we can read between the lines and see that there's this other uh, theme going through and whatnot they're not projecting. But still, regardless of all these accusations and uh, reparations that... Uh, Chad Money Mendez has already taken a two-year suspension, coming back and beating Miles Jury as of late with a quick two-minute knockout, round number one. Chad Money Mendez, again, fighting the top-level constant champion contender, and this is a beautiful prospect to get in against. Volkanovski's looked nothing but good with that Anasanya Daniel Hooker fight team. The New Zealander has done nothing but uh, be a hype train and work well getting an average of over 100 points on DraftKings he's definitely a high contender in there for a money maker but against Chad Money Mendez I see a, a mirroring image of each other the better wrestler Chad Money Mendez he's the D1 wrestler where Volkanovski used to be the rugby player who has good driving shots which we've really highlighted here on the show but against an actual good wrestler um just like Volkanovski last beat the damage Elkins. Elkins was able to defend a lot of those shots that Volkanovski's Volkanovski's got on lesser opponents. And Darren Elkins doesn't have the best takedown defense, but that does play into effect because Elkins is that alpha male. So Elkins is telling, hey, money, this is what I really saw in the fight. And they've been working together ever since that loss win five months ago for Volkanovski against 
the damage himself. Um, good striker. He likes to, Volkanovski he likes to keep it standing. Has a really good reaction time. Likes to set traps. But I think on the ground, his ground and pound really tends to do well for him. But here against a good wrestler, he's not going to have that. And if anything, Chad Mendez makes his money on that ground and pound striking. Got good boxing. Tends to stay to two-punch combinations um, for Chad Mendez. But as far as the technical shots come and the technical defense comes... I give the checks to Chad Money Mendes here. I feel like this is kind of a play that we had. I had on Edson Barbosa against Hooker, where <laughs> this is a humongous step up. Elkins was a big step up. Chad Money Mendes is a top five step up. So I feel like this plays out a lot like Hooker. I don't necessarily think it's as necessarily as one-sided as that Barbosa-Hooker fight, but I do see Chad Money Mendes checking all the marks. I have a decision here. This is a fun one. I'm really excited about this. I think it could go either way, even though I have Mendez in this. Who do you have in this bout? I agree. This is that. It is, is it the changing of the guard? Or is it just not time yet? Like, Chad Mendez is still one of those top guys. But I do think, in my opinion, Chad's just the better version of Volkanovski everywhere. Agreed. Just a tad better everywhere. In my head, but that just could be the caliber of guys I've seen him fight. But is this the new guard taking over the old guard? Right now, I have Mendez's decision. I just see it being a locking grind up fight. Um, this is Chad's fight to lose. He could get clipped and not respect Alexander's power enough and get clipped the way we've seen him get clipped by Frankie or clipped by. Ben. He got clipped by old school Frankie. I like money here, and I think there's money to be made on money. Um, they both lay out a shit ton of points, so I could see peppering either guy on cards because of how cheap Volkanovski is. It's kind of insane, is my guess. The actual betting lines, minus 155 favorite, Chad Money Mendez against plus 125 Volkanovski. That's, that's right. rare. That's, yeah. that's right, but I would say for Volkanovski, that's rare. I think he's favored in a lot of matchups yeah. other than top five fighters, which Money Mendez is. So totally spot on. DraftKings-wise, you're going to have to end up paying 8700 for Chad Money Mendez against... 7,500 for Volkanovski. I think that line is spot on as well. But I don't see myself playing that much. If anything, maybe more Volkanovski at 7-5. Because, again, I do see a decision. I see a good output for either fighter. And out of both fighters, if there was a flash knockout, I would say that Volkanovski is more likely to get it over Mendez than Mendez over Volkanovski. His chin's held up just a bit better um, in his shorter career. the version of Chad we just saw was an insane, good-looking version of Chad. I also think that Miles Jury, so though, isn't the, has also looked really bad as of late as well, which is why I don't put so yeah. much stock into that. But uh, that's a profile fight. Like, that could be a headline of ESPN fight night. Easy. I like it a lot. I, I, what do you think about Volkanovski having a five-inch reach advantage over Chad Money? I think everybody has a reach advantage over That's what him. I said. And he's Evil so Twin made it such a inside. point of it. That's how he's used to fighting. That's what I that's thought. That's how he's used to fighting. Like, that's, everybody's got that's reach That's how advantage. he does it. He gets in the inside. It's like, I mean, okay. John Lineker is not a good example to use because he is like ape reach on his little <laughs> short stamp stature. Um, he has a really long reach for his height, right? Like, yes. Like, in comparison. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think that's how Chad's used to fighting. So getting in the inside is just how... I think the wrestling is going to play a bigger factor than people think because Volkanovski's look good against New Zealand regional Chad wrestlers. Chad ain't low ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And so, anything left with that one? What would you bet on that one? I'd say over 2.5 rounds if there was a random bet. Again, maybe flash knockout Volkanovski. But um, I do have Money Mendez yeah, in that by decision. I think it'll go to decision. Agreed, agreed. On to the 205-pounders. We have Amir Latifi versus Corey No Time. Or is it Overtime now? Anderson. I like Beast in 25-8 myself. But uh, Anderson's really looked good as of late. 11-4 record. Two-fight winning streak. He's definitely used his wrestling, which he got away from, was getting knocked out in a little bit. People calling him fairly chinny, but uh, really used his pace and cardio to overwhelm his last two opponents five months ago over to share a decision a lot of people didn't see coming. And against that Cummins where he blew him out of the water with that wrestling. Amir Latifi, Ayer Latifi, you know, the sledgehammer, the... Gorgeous man who's always on a stallion running around on the beach is also on a two-fight winning streak coming off of that Bader knockout. He's last beat Tyson Pedro in a decision and then submission over in St. Prue in Orlando by, watched by Lesbo and the Bean themselves. Uh, OSP didn't have a chance in there once that overhand right landed. That submission or knockout would have come either way, but um, definitely the power of Latifi always plays a factor. So the interesting thing here, again, we have a D1 wrestler with Corey Anderson, someone who really has started to utilize his wrestling against a European fighter who has good wrestling for a European, but still not that American caliber wrestling. The thing that I think plays for advantage in Latifi is that he's five foot six. I know it says five nine. Or five, five eight. I saw him in real life. He's 5'3". 5'3 <laughs> <Dude. three> in <laughs> heels. <laughs> and he cuts to make a 205 pounds. He is as wide as he is tall. He's like DC. Yeah, it's un- right? It's unbelievable how freaking thick this man is. Um, and against Corey Anderson, he really likes to get that double leg, sweep the legs, turn it over to the side, and uh, dominate on top. He goes for position other than submission a lot of the time. Not tons of power for it. Uh, not tons of power in his shots, but again, kills you by a thousand cuts, does Corey Anderson. And Latifi does start to fade, especially in a big grappling heavy fight. Uh, Ryan Bader, even though he knocked him out with that knee, um, he timed it well. I just don't see the strikes, those type of strikes coming from Corey Anderson, even though I like everything I've seen from him as of late. Everybody knows those pictures on a horse have got me all messed up. I've been a Latifi fan for far too long. (laughs) And I got Latifi for a decision. If not, I think if there's a, again, somebody to get the knockout in the fight, it is Latifi. If not, it's a decision. Anderson, I still got Latifi decision. I could see a knockout round number one, two, or three just because Anderson's chin's always been a little suspect. Who do you have in this fight? Latifi only loses to the champ. Like, he only loses to, like, what, DC? He, he wants DC. Bader. He lost he to Bader. calling it out. The champ. Ryan Bader. I know. Oh, he's not the champ yet. <laughs> he's, at, he's at Bellator. I know. Isn't he the champ? No, yeah, he's not yet. Not he's yet. fighting for it. He has to it. fight Fedor. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But I think he's going to win. I had him from the beginning. <laughs> the champ, Ryan Bader, who I think is a bad <laughs> motherfucker. So he only Agreed. loses to the champ. Um, He called out the DC fight last time, so he's already training to for that kind of match. If you're calling out DC, you can beat Corey Anderson. I think Corey Anderson's like the lesser version of DC everywhere. Like he's not as good of a wrestler, not as good as a, a, of a hitter. He's just kind of that. 
I you agree. Know, like just like this to sound. Uh, like it's just, just vanilla. Yeah, he's not gonna blow you out anywhere. Latifi, he could get caught by Corey. I, I don't think it can't happen. But where, where would you see that catch happening? Is that's what I don't see. I don't know. Okay, I, okay. I, I like. I like Latifi everywhere here, and I think he can catch Corey Anderson. I think this is going to be a brawl of a fight. I have Latifi decision, but I do think it's going to be probably like a knockout at the end of round two, beginning of round three. Um, this is good. I think this is going to be a good fight. This, I, this is, is going to be fun a swinger. One. Oh, yeah. this is a fun one. Latifi throws haymakers from the hip over the top. $8,900 you are going to end up having to pay for him. Do you him think the lines teams. are right? Against Corey Anderson, 7,300. I do think the lines are right at minus 155 favorite. Latifi against Corey Anderson, I think that's spot on. I'm on the favorite side, though, on that one. Earlier on in the week, though, I have a lot of other underdogs. Be sure to look oh, back at yeah. that. There's still some up ahead. Uh, maybe there isn't. <laughs> but there's money to be made. Uh, this is still such a betting fun fight card the odds are so close that i could see that that line for anderson latifi closing up to a minus 115 even either fighter latifi anderson yeah right i don't think it'll get even i okay. don't i don't know why the same image and you probably have it too Corey anderson something about his fight style leaves a really bad taste in my mouth he is just seems he sloppy holds on in there. to the fight. He just holds on. Yeah. Other than that Cummings fight, he fucking dominated Cummings. But and even, I think something about Latifi's fighting style is getting crisper every time I watch him. I see Where, an overhand right, one of those little pot of golds on his hip thrown over the right, and it's done. So I can see that you know, too, or I can th can see something from the inside and fast, like a jab or an uppercut that we don't even see until we watch it in slow. That we're like, what happened? Did he get a <laughs> like one of those <laughs> things? Because he's so small, get up on the inside with those long ass monkey arms. And I'm talking <laughs> about the TV, so it's not racist. So it is not racist, just so you know. Moving on though to 170 pounds, we have Carlos Condit versus Mike Chiesa. Kiesa moving up to 170 pounds on a two-fight losing streak, being 13-4. and four. He last lost to Anthony Pettis after he missed weight. Anthony Pettis did a label as a hurt him with a body shot and then able to submit him via arm triangle. Prior to that, losing to Kevin Lee in a controversial submission before he ever tapped because the ref got in the way. But Carlos Condon having a long hiatus at 30-12 and 12 came back. After many injuries, knee injuries, uh, and rehabilitations to lose to Alex Cowboy Oliveira eight months ago via submission where that was a bloody fight. Carlos Condon did not just get, it wasn't just a random submission. I mean, he he was in a dogfight in there. I love to see the fire in Carlos Condon's gas tank there. I love to see that he's still hungry to be a fighter, but he cuts very easily and he, the fights wear on him a lot quicker than they used to. He's notoriously been in a lot of battles, and it's wearing on him. Um, Carlos Condon, for a while, I've been fading him. I just feel like those knees in, knee injuries have added up. Take down the fence is nothing against Michael Chiesa, who actually throws, uh, has pretty good shots, and actually shoots two to three times around in there, tries to get on top. On top, he does his best work. Chiesa off of his back isn't bad at all, but... This is just a bigger fade. I could keep breaking it down days for days. 
Carlos Condon, one of the most handsome guys in there in the top five. He always gets thrown up with Brad Tavares for me in there. I know he's got a big fanfare from the ladies, but I got the Babylon Brook waterfall haircut of Mike Kies at 170 pounds. And I think people are actually going to over praise Michael Chiesa after this win and say, oh, Michael Chiesa is going to be a killer at 170. Do you think they'll say Michael Chiesa's back? <laughs> no, because he hasn't ever been at 170. But uh, but he's lost his last two fights. True. That's a good point. They'll be like, he's back Someone's at 170. Say at 170 for this the first time. This is his time. weight class. That's why. <laughs> he's finally in his weight class. But the more we look at it later on after this fight, it's going to be more Carlos Condon has just been shop-worn in there. Striking-wise... Kiesa, one of the worst strikers you'll see in the UFC, he takes two punches to get the takedown. That's what he's actively looking for. Get you to the cage. He makes him grinding and dirty. He uses his toughness to get it in the later rounds. And uh, I feel like that's eventually going to happen against Condon. I don't, Condon hasn't had tons of power, especially as of late. And once that takedown comes, Condon just kind of eventually looks like a fish out of water. But being out of that Jackson Wink camp, do you think the juice is flowing with Condon? How dare you Woo! say that about my favorite camp? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually have Carlos in this, and I can't believe he's an underdog against Mike Chiesa. I don't think Michael Chiesa should be able to submit him. The only thing Michael Chiesa should be able to do is submit him, and he's lost his last two fights by submission. Mike Chiesa, the, he he doesn't know what a war is. Carlos Condit only comes to go to war. Every single one of his fights is war. You know, even the loss, like you were just saying, to Cowboy. We love Cowboy Oliveira oh, yeah. here. That's not a walkthrough fight. Getting submitted by Cowboy, that is... That, that, that says nothing bad about your fight game to me. Going to decision with Neil Magny... You put up with a lot to get to decision. Agreed. With Neil Magny. Not an easy fight. I think Neil Magny's a way tougher fight than Michael Chiesa. I think Cowboy's a way tougher fight than Michael Chiesa. Um, other, you know, Cowboy Oliveira. Um, Damian Maya submission. You and everybody else in the weight class until he fought every two months up, you know, until he started losing to every, to Tyron Woodley's game plan against uh, uh, Colby Covington and then Usman after it. But Carlos Condit was the last guy that had to go down to the main of Damian Maya. And then Robbie Lawler split decision. When Robbie Lawler, his last breath of his last blurble of being the real Robbie Lawler um so this is a big huge step up to the 170 division welcome to the natural born killer I just don't I used to really like Michael Chiesa but I don't think he has the salt to be UFC caliber Ooh, shots fired Let I think ball. he's gonna make more money from getting settling out of court with Conor McGregor than he will ever see in his UFC career you might not be off on that. You might so, not be wrong on that. I'm going to go with Carlos Condit as my underdog. You ain't going to put him to sleep because Cowboy Oliveira did. Like that, just to think because Cowboy did it, now we're going to give him a submission artist. It's going to happen again. You crazy as hell. You crazy as hell. Condit decision. Definitely have good points there. Michael Chiesa, 9,000 on DraftKings. Again, 7,200 for Carlos Conduit. Via Joey Coco oh, yeah, Diaz. I know, he's so funny. <laughs> uh, but Carlos Conduit being the underdog at plus 145 against minus 175 favorite, 
Mike debuting 170-pounder And he could get fucking submitted in a second as well and then say he's never going to fight again and then we'll see him fight in another five months. <laughs> Out of one at the year, Bellator. Yeah. Uh, no, I still feel probably UFC. Still UFC. <laughs> uh, Mike Chiesa, I have submission round number two, by the way. I don't know if I necessarily said that. but Are you going to put him on places? For 9000 I don't necessarily know, but I do have so many underdogs that I feel like I am going to put Mike Chiesa probably on like 70%. The real question, betting-wise, do you feel like this goes to the decision? I do. I don't. I think either fighter wins it inside some point. I think it could go to decision. But Michael Kies is a quitter. Carlos Condit isn't. So I feel like it doesn't go the distance. Put your bet where you need to. But to the co-main event we go. We got one that could headline, regardless of whatever anyone else thinks. You could have kept it in Vegas for us. We would have been watching. You know how I know it can headline? Cowboy or cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Cyborg. She headlines with nobody. It's her against some fighter we've never heard of. And she headlines cards, pay-per-views all the time. So you're telling me now against Amanda Nunes, a female champion, that's beat Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey. So you can say she's beat the best two representation of, so far, women's MMA. Up until the point of the last lady fight we just saw of Shevchenko, yeah, JJ. Which you're like, that is the best lady fight. It can't get any better than that. Shut the fuck up. Or can it? Because now you step into Christiana, Justino, Cyborg against Amanda the Lioness Noon. Sorry. This is such no, a I love game. it. I love it. This is such a that profile fight. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, it is a profile fight. This is a, again, belt holder at 135 pounds, moving up to the 145 pounds and champion, challenging for the champ champ. Greatest of all time female fighter is Amanda Nunes, and she again has all sorts of credibility to be one of those characters. She has beat the best. She has gone through the toughest. She beat our girl Valentina, champion 125 pounder Shevchenko. So this is twice. Twice. Amanda Nunes does not get the credit that she deserves. She's practicing at home with the contender Nina Asnoff herself, her wife, or soon to be wife, and maybe fiance. They getting hooked. They getting hitched against Christina Cyborg, who is a newfound mom, adopted her niece. And now, cause the fights moved, Nina doesn't get her new car. True, that thirty percent goes to California. California gets their thirty percent, so that they can give it to Elon Musk, so he can fucking build a quarter mile of road for one billion dollars underground, True. and then whatever. True, then he can crazy. smoke weed with Joe Rogan. And then he can go and smoke. Joe Rogan, lose this job. So, Cyborg, again, the most dominating force we've seen as a female <coughs> in the UFC. Not many contenders at all in the UFC across any weight division as far as females are concerned. And this is a worthy challenger. Again, Nunes is going to be on that Hall of Fame. I guarantee it. We're going to see it eventually. Amanda Nunes will have a banner in the Hall of Fame. So is Christiana Cyborg. And this is a Legends match we're seeing before it's time. Interesting factors for all of this. There is Christiana Cyborg who moves forward nonstop. Mata Leon, or Leon herself, Amanda Nunes, has seen this before. She's been able to counter-strike with a stiff 
left hand that usually hurts people. Everybody who's felt it has said, damn, she punches like a man. Cupcake herself said, Amanda Nunes punches like a man. And she has been only at best taking a punch from Brian Carraway. Let's be real. At <laughs> best. At best. <laughs> so take that with what you will. But uh, Nunes does hurt. People do change their game plans once they get hit once. Mike Tyson said it best, you know, hey, your game plan goes out the door once you get hit in the mouth. But from what we've seen with Christiana Cyborg, she challenges people on all sorts of levels going into Muay Thai and boxing just to, just to get that thrill in there. I would say natural athlete, but uh, hey, if John Jones is on the card, Christiana Cyborg knows a bit or two about steroids. Just look at her past. And she's been clean forever. <clears throat> Don't worry if Tess comes down down the line. Tess comes... And weird stuff happens. Oh, I'm just saying, it sucks. I know you don't, but you fooled me once. Shame on you. You can't fool me twice. And Christiana Cyborg has had a couple of those two and three time type of moments in her career. But either way, back to the actual fight She's techniques Anderson of things. <laughs> Agreed. She is also going to be a Hall of Famer. It's normal. It's normal. Here at Lat B, the Bean always likes to proclaim. Straight punches beat looping punches, and for me, the straight puncher is Amanda Nunes. The looping puncher is Christiana Cyborg. Christiana Cyborg has all the technique in the world, but will throw it out the window just to move forward to eventually get you to the ground and ground and pound you. We know she's had the legendary cardio where Amanda Nunes, Nunes does tend to hold on in that fourth and fifth round. And we've seen her there a few times now, and we've seen it consistently as far as I've seen that those third and fourth rounds, she's really just holding on to those first three rounds to win it, where Cyborg gets better as the fight goes on. Um, as that, a counter-striker, more Amanda Nunes, Cyborg, more the pressure fighter. So stylistically, this favors Nunes a lot more than most other fighters. I just see that this is way closer of a fight than people have it, and I feel this, this is one for the ages. I am really excited to see this. I do think Cyborg gets hurt in here a few times. But I do think that she eventually gets this fight up against the cage into the ground. And Amanda Nunes is a black belt off of her back. She triangles and arm bars with the best of them against another black, board, or black belt, Christiana Cyborg, over her. This is one of those that actually benefits the fighter because Cyborg lives in California. So now the weight cut doesn't have to go all the way to Vegas. She gets to actually go home. It's actually maybe potentially better for her in this weird circumstance. but She can uh, cut at her home gym. She can do everything in her... Everything, whatever that means. A little bit of extra orange juice in the morning. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Chris Cyborg tainted John Jones's piss? Nah, I'm just saying. Is that what it might have got mixed up. It might have been just a teaspoon. <laughs> I come with like most meat. ridiculous <laughs> What? Teaspoon of it. So uh, I have Christiana Cyborg in a five-round decision. But wow. I do think that this is... Way closer than people have it. I'm edging the favorite here. Who do you have in this fight? I love this fight. I'm so excited for this fight. I agree. It is one for the ages. I... <laughs> I want to be careful how I say it. Because I am kind of an Amanda Nunes hater on the show. I know I always... Her caliber of people she's gone against compared to Chris Cyborg's are n night and day different. 
by name brand, by name. But when you really break it down, the hardest fights that Amanda Nunes has had is Valentina Shevchenko decision twice. The first time she decisioned was against, uh, like, fresh out of Muay Thai, Amanda, like, I think it might have been Shevchenko's very first fight in the UFC or second fight in the UFC. Yeah, fresh she in the UFC It was career. very fresh, like, just in her MMA career to even know MMA out of Muay Thai. It was a different Valentina. And then the second fight, it was super close. Now knowing what we know and even seeing Valentina's body, seeing Valentina's weight cut, seeing her everything, her natural weight is 125. Amanda is almost, she had to fight, actually set the fight the second time because she couldn't really make the 135, which I say this is a desperate plea because her body doesn't want to make 135 anymore at all. So she wants this belt so that she can walk away from that altogether because she'd rather not anymore is what I think. But Chris is something different. If you walk through every single one of Amanda Nunes wins. I, I want to go through those fights and just put Christina Cyborg in those fights. Valentina Shevchenko, three-round decision. Christina, a three-round against Valentina Shevchenko coming in to the UFC against Christina Cyborg. She would have probably been ground and pound KO'd in the third round is just my guess. And, you know, I am... I love the bullet. And then I like to say Misha Tate. Oh, Misha, you're fucking KO'd round one. Round one, you're done. You're not submitting, uh, Christina. So you're done. So that same, she busted ass Misha Tate, who was done with UFC. Amanda Nunes didn't KO her. Remember that fight. She busted her fucking face. Didn't KO her. She submitted her that fight. She didn't have the power to KO busted ass over the hill Amanda Tate, uh, Misha Tate. And I love Misha. You know how much I love Misha. So then we go into Ronda Rousey. That was not even mentally fucked up, never ready to fight again. Ronda Rousey, who just got really finished handedly by uh, Holly Holm, who really knocked her the fuck out. Did she get finished by Amanda Nunes. Was it a fucking KO? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. So now we come in to the Rocky Pennington fight. That's nasty as hell. We were like, we don't know if ready. Rocky walked in fresh off a weird knee surgery. They were desperate to get Amanda Nunes fighting in the year. Like it was not supposed to be. That was a weird fight. So, and then the Valentina split decision. Maybe the best version of Valentina could go to split decision with Christina cyborg like the best version but none of us would want to see we would not feel comfortable with it so now you're going against cyborg who you can walk through a record and it's a whole bunch of no name like tanya evinger bad bitch she's a bad bitch she doesn't get anything lena landsberg whatever she shouldn't even be in the conversation with these women i'm just giving tanya evinger her due lena landsberg you're not in here leslie smith <laughs> leslie smith's a bad bitch ko done leslie smith was it sure. early stoppage oh, early. early stoppage yes early. but it would have been a it finish anyway our girl didn't need to take any more damage from that um now holly holmes decision to me a decisive decision decisive decision so and i think holly holm beats amanda noons I stand in a weird spot with that fight. So I think Chris has better boxing. It's crisper. She has the better stand-up game. I do think Amanda Nunes is dangerous on the ground. And, yeah, you punch like a man. Cool. Guess who's been hit by men? True. <laughs> so true, true. I do think this is the fight 
that Chris needs to ever get the real respect from the haters. Because Amanda Nunes has fucking beat all the people that would never step up and ever fight Chris Cyborg. Agreed. They all thought they could take Amanda, but none of them ever, they respected Cyborg too much. So Amanda's the one that doesn't respect Cyborg. This is such a profile fight. And it's not because she doesn't just, it's, there's inside info. They're like same camp, same, t- what do, what, what do they have? Do they have any of the same people? Um, no, I feel like Amanda Nunes has been over out of Florida mainly, and now she's over, not necessarily in New Mexico. She's been training out of American Top Team, but that's not correct. I know her and Asneroff have moved, I believe, over into the uh, Rocky Mountains with their entire fight camp. I can't think of it off really? the top of my head. Yeah, they've been, out, they've been away from Top Team for a while now because they, again, saw that structure of, like, uh, getting shaky a little. Yeah, it was weird. They learned what they is had needed to do. Is she the young point. lioness wanting to take Cyborg's throne, or do you think Cyborg thirty three? She's in her prime right she's now. She's in her prime. She's, she's in her, in her especially prime. for a lady, right? I think as the fight goes on, as I'm saying, the decision I could actually, and I like to do this in my uh, bets that just there's always value on it. Round four or five, if there's a finish, I see it being Cyborg, especially in those later rounds. And I said she comes on more and. Noon's fading, but minus two sixty-five favorite Christiana Cyborg nine thousand two hundred. I think you're underestimating too. Everybody also saying, "Oh, Amanda hits like Amanda. Amanda hits like man. What Cyborg hit like? True. What Cyborg hit like? If, if I said you had to take one of the punches, who would you rather get hit by once? Like one clean punch. Oh, I don't know. I would probably say Lioness hit probably, me. Oh, hit me. I would say neither. I'd say take the neither money. Neither all day. Take the money. But I'm just saying, like, I don't. It's Cyborg's a queen in her own right, and I know it's a lot of. She hasn't had the experience, like, or the inside the octagon during the time, but. With such the legend fight. cyber, it is such a good fight. But I do think that the my, the favorite of two minus two sixty five is over. I think that Lioness has a much better shot in there to squeak out a decision in there. I like decision. I I would be more comfortable with like there's value in Lioness at this big of an underdog for sure. She can always land that big punch at seven thousand on DraftKings. Do you think you're going to play Amanda Nunes anywhere? The hardest punch. Just in your brain, that Amanda Nunes has ever taken is Valentina Shevchenko. Okay. Compared to Christina Cyborg. I love my girl Bullet, but she's a cut you by a thousand cuts kind of girl. For sure. She's not a power girl. So I... Go into decision with Holly Holmes. I think Holly Holmes has power, like an MF. I used to be a Holly Holm hater. She's a wide-ass back. She got the shoulders laden. But I also like Cyborg's stance. She's all curled up and stuff. She's Muay Thai, baby. She's that Muay Thai style. Who has the better leg kicks? I'd say Noons. Better takedowns. I want to say Noon throws better takedowns, but Cyborg takes you down more often because Cyborg pushes you up with the fence, drags you down. She uses more of that. She'll bury her head, move forward, land three punches, eat two punches. And I feel like Noon's is a more technical fighter here, but the more power and cardio advantage goes to the bulldozer, Christiana Cyborg. I think Cyborg eats shots. And again, as you're saying, she walks through them. She's been hit by men before. Her husband needs to beat her ass where she got her name from. 
domestic abuse that's actually okay because they were in the gym throwing that out there. Hmm. Tito Ortiz said, first time he met, her husband kicked her in the head as hard as anyone's ever been kicked. And she cried for a bit, got up and swung on him. And she's like, he's like, this lady's going to be a champ. And now, since then, she started MMA with Tito Ortiz. That's his first introduction to her. Just throwing that out there, Christiana Cyborg. I love you. Hmm. I love you. It is by far, though, the most amount of experience. Profile fight. I mean, this could headline a pay-per-view. I love it. And weigh-ins could come, and I could love the way Amanda looks or not. Weigh-ins could come, and Chris could push Amanda, and I could change him. Oh, 100%. This is such a fun fight. I'm so excited. It's a great fight. I'm surprised we got another one ahead of us. I thought it would have been taken off the card because somebody popped on steroids, but officially Uh, not enough steroids. What is it? Like... Is that a T-ball? It's a is that a some like a lady hormone or a hormone blocker or something? Um, I believe it's a mass builder. It helps even maybe get water out of your muscles, but it does help build like fast twitch mass. I'm totally blowing that out of my ass. That's bro science, but that's back in the day when I looked into that stuff and was like, not for me, not for the bean. I'm organic over here. Everybody's on steroids. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is on steroids. But I researched it and then was like, that ain't, I ain't about that life. I ain't about that life. Apparently Vocal somebody who is. a muscle. <laughs> truth. Truth, truth. Uh, are you going to play Sorry? I know I'm going back even though I was getting into this main event. Finally. We finally got there. But Amanda Nunes for 7000 I actually think I might play her a little bit on DraftKings. I feel... Like on my main event cards, I could see both ladies coupled up here. Stacking them into the same card. I think Amanda Nunes You're not going to win a tournament, but you'll get cash. Could she get an evil body shot that wrecks her? Could she get be a quitter because of cardio and never being hit by the power of Cyborg and just turn the F down? This is the most amount of work Amanda Nunes has ever, ever had to put into a fight. Ever, ever, ever. I still think the fucking worst Amanda Nunes has got to give us three rounds. That is what I, so yes, I think worth the value she could at seven thousand, right? She, she could, could be as be well. Really I could worth spatter the value. her some, and she Cyborg, might be more valuable than Cyborg. I could see that, that as amount. well, but I could also see Cyborg finishing in just the fourth and fifth four, round, or just being like, ah, <laughs> we're like, oh my god. <laughs> her and John Jones were hanging out right before the uh, main event started, or the co-main event started. And we also <laughs> know American Top Team has a. Let me just put this little thing out there. Let me just put this little thing out there. No, but when she took the fight, were they her camp? Because American Top Team has a way of, we saw with JJ, not making their fighters take responsibility for their losses. And, like, also feeding them with, uh, like, maybe not the right school of, like, you're a champion. You're the best ever. Right. You're the, you know, with, with another woman. I think they've been, I think they've both, her and Asnerov have done better at their camp since they've both moved over. Or, I think the fighter that's, here's another perspective, um, how has uh, Tisha Torres done this year as a fighter? How has Rocky Pennington done this year as a fighter? Is it great that Amanda Nunes moved out there? <laughs> just another Just idea. a thought, just a thought. But, back to just a thought. We that's do me. have. I'm being a Justino biased and Nunes hater. We are on to the 205-pound main event, pay-per-view, the whole reason we're <laughs> Amanda here. Amanda is like, she's taking out all my girls. Yeah, 100%. She has taken 100%. out all my girls. It's, it's going to be a fun one. 
Gonna be a fun one. Another one that they're making happen regardless of what anybody thinks. John Jones. John Jones. John Jones is at it again. If you haven't heard, you're living under a rock. If you haven't liked and subscribed, you gotta do us a favor and for the holidays, just hit that even notification on that YouTube just so that you get posted up to date the video feed. Even though we make our money here podcasting, making free bets on that Twitterverse. You know the bean throws out free bets. There's many to be had, but officially I am gonna have some before the fight card. As of tonight, at Weakneck Baby is me, as old tonight you. At Lesbo and the Bean is our account and we're on Instagram. Probably on Facebook. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. And what you can quote us on is tell your brother-in-law over the holiday. Tell your evil twin, whoever that may be. They may not have to be your twin. Just that one doppelganger that you're like, you know, you could see it in their eyes. Maybe someone on the street you pass every day. They might be sitting on a park bench and just be like, "Excuse me, Mister, you are one sexy motherfucker, and I think we look alike." (laughs) <laughs> but that goatee gives like, it away get away from me lady <laughs> <laughs> so this has been a rematch in the making for quite some time Alexander Gustafson did put in a fight of the year contender with John Jones who was now in hindsight coked up and drugged up being at the nightclub two nights before this main event notoriously not being at the gym Jackson Wink saying like, oh, we didn't see that guy for like days and days. And then he came in and gave one of the fights of the year. A lot of people saying that's the reason it was so close is because John Jones was actually not taking it seriously, which gave a chance to Gustafson. But what I will say is anybody else who's fought Alexander Gustafson has never said it's an easy fight. Ask anybody. This man is definitely on point. The 18-4 and four Swedish fighter has... Coming off of a two-fight winning streak, beating Jan Blokowicz and Glover Teixeira in a TKO, which is not an easy feat, over a year six months ago. The interesting correlation that these two fighters have is that they've only both fought twice in the last four or five years. Gustafsons have been out due to hand injury, knee injury, shoulder injuries, and John Jones, we know, has uh, a myriad of legal issues that have kept him out, not necessarily injuries for me, the fresher fighter, even though they've both had long layoffs, is still John Jones. And if you know one of these guys is cheating, Oliveira style, who cares? Take 20%, take 30%, take half a pay-per-view, take a whole pay-per-view. I don't care. I'm winning this fight, John Jones. These are the type of guys we like to bet on. Even though I don't agree with the cheating aspect or the tainted supplement, I think that he knew... I think that the microdosing is real. I think that if you have enough money, you can get around these tests. Nowinski said it himself. It could either be from him doing it back in the day or he did it as of late. But either way, he did it. He did either it. Either way, he did it. And he didn't do enough time if it was really in his system however long ago. Then how is he off in 14 months? Well, they're questioning the science. But this has so many other signs of what did you call it? FAA? FAF. FAF, definitely fuckery Fuckery afoot. afoot. But in this fuckery, the benefit goes to John Jones. John Jones! It goes to him. If anything, we know he's on the juice. Okay, put more money on that. That minus 900 he got on the first bout is not a minus 285 favorite John Jones. And I still think that line is actually right. 
I see John Jones that's actually training and wants to get in there and more focused than he was in the first fight against still a scary opponent in Alexander Gustafsson. I just see it's a lot more of the same. A lot of these rematches we see where, oh, look, they took off from the fifth round back into the next five rounds. I feel like that's going to be the same thing. If not, I see John Jones growing more just a bit. I don't know if it's biased, but hey, we got someone wanting to win and tr trying whatever he can, and he keeps getting caught, and it doesn't detour him. So winning ways, winning ways stay afoot for John Jones. I got John Jones for the win. Late round, TKO, I say he finishes it. Round four or five, put a bet on it. The Beans told you many a times, you can put, not don't put your whole bankroll, but just throw a little flyer on fourth or fifth round. And uh, those finish props are always plus money in those rounds. I don't know how it happens via submission or TKO, but I do have Jones winning this. Who do you have in this fight? John Jones has been inside of a garage somewhere working on his boxing. That's all he's been doing for the last X amount of time. And I think he can actually go in there and, and he probably hand selected this fight. Are we going to see John Jones in a dress? <laughs> Is there a different conspiracy afoot here? Why was Alexander Gustafsson on a four-hour tour of the Grand Canyon by helicopter who couldn't be reached until like a four-hour time period? Yeah, after Dana and Navinsky. There's so much fuckery. I don't think there's any money to be made on Gus being the champion. Agreed, right? All ties show that everyone wants John Jones to win. Yeah, everything. Everything. He says the whole UFC is behind you. Every they're setting up your path, and if they have anything to do with it, they want that DC John Jones three money. They would put poor DC in there again to get boop to get head kicked in oblivion again. Isn't it funny how the UFC has their last fight as a draw and not a loss? Isn't that in a draw? Like uh, you either Cormier. won or you didn't. You either cheated or you didn't. But we'll, it's a piece of sand in a swimming pool. Well, how come I don't have sand in a swimming pool? How come you don't have sand in a swimming pool? There's so many fighters that don't have a piece of sand in a swimming pool. How long does this drug take? To get, well, our technology is getting better and better and better. Well, how come other fighters aren't starting That's to pop for a things? Great call. That are, you know, there's too much fishery here. It makes me know USAD is not real. We also know that sometime after the beginning of 2019, we're also going to hear new rules on drug testing altogether. So I just don't agree with this. They want John Jones to win. And what we've seen from the UFC, regardless of even the bad decision, whoever they want to win, wins. That's usually the way it works unless you're T. Woodley. <laughs> so unless that's that whole shtick, like you're going to be the guy that hates me. Like that's our shtick. Like you'll build this audience for us. Can you imagine if it's just like wrestling for as far as their characters go? Colby Covington, you're going to get our conservative vote. So you're going to be the guy that meets Trump and wears the MAGA hat. And like, can you imagine, oh. Connor, you wear the fuck you pinstripe and you're going to, you know, pedal whiskey and you're going to be this guy for us. And John Jones, you're going to be this. There's no money to be made from Swedes. So for 9,100 on DraftKings against the 7,100 Gustafsson, I see actually kind of a play on Gustafsson as well here. I totally see a play on Gus here. I don't... If if you finish this motherfucker, it ain't going to be until the fucking round five. Four or five, right? Yeah, That's I what think I'm round thinking. five... Oh, maybe, I, if maybe, it happens. If, if it, it happens. happens. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But again, everything is saying they want John Jones to win this fight. They want to make money. They want to 
have Lat B wait a whole nother episode before they get their Lat Beezies out. If you haven't subscribed or like, get that notification button going because we got a start studded event after this main event. We're going to break it down the morning after, correct? Because it, it will is a be a morning after, yep, on Sunday. Unless something crazy happens in between, but we'll not even we, say it. It's, but it's true. Like it's the true. second this is we a John Jones fight unrecord something crazy will unfold right as soon as we start to upload it to the twitterverse yeah. then john jones is going to pop for uh hitting a pregnant lady while on steroids and smoking meth and uh, being on dmt and all sorts of crazy stuff it'll be crazy unbelievable be crazy unbelievable john jones once saved an old lady from getting mugged and a crackhead and won the championship that night against glover Teixeira. to now is this wow how far we've come John jo- did he really do all that stuff, or was that just UFC peddling? Propaganda? Like, oh, we damn. We just keep fucking it up. Oh, damn. You just keep fucking it up. <laughs> Even Nike, once you're in Nike, there's got to become some conspiracy oh. there. Look at how did Michael Jordan's dad die? Somebody loved gambling. Oh. Damn. It looks like if you're if you're a Nike athlete... Things might be willing to happen for you. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know that for sure. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think, we leave it with I that. know. I think that is where we finish it. John Jones! Let's run the beat! Thanks for listening to Lat B. For all things Lesbo and the Bean, head over to lesboandthebean.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.